Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Generally Casual. This is one of your co-hosts, Michael, and joined with me today is... Corey. Nope. <laughs> yeah! There we go. <laughs> and Richard. Uh, you too. Um, and today, we're talking about the art of body decoration. Well, specifically, the art of tattooing your body with ink or other things that have been used in history. Um, Richard, give us a brief uh, description of what a tattoo is. Yeah. So it is a mark, a person, or part of the body with an indelible design by inserting pigment into punctures in the skin, which sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah. But it's not as bad as as what you think. I also like how you slowly read that and it got worse. Yeah. (laughs) Inserting pigment Pigment. into punctures in the skin. Yes. Sounds like a horror horror movie. I mean, more or less. When you you go into a description of what tattooing is, it sounds terrible. Yeah. So, so, um, for the people not familiar with the word, uh, do you know what indelible means? Oh. Why don't you I, tell us, Corey? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, just it is the act of making a mark that cannot be removed, oh. like permanent mark. Yeah, Indelible. I don't think permanent markers permanent on skin though. Hey, hey, I didn't say on skin. You can put it on somewhere else. <laughs> you go. It depends what kind of marker you're using. Honestly, that's true. <laughs> it bleeds all the way down to your blood. Uh, <laughs> it leads into your blood. I think anything can be removed if you try hard enough. I think the ma- it's a matter of how hard it is to remove. That is absolutely oh. true. Um, just a brief rundown. Do any of us have tattoos? No. No, I do not. No. Uh, we'll get into the end. Uh, so stay tuned for some excitement of what our possible tattoos might be. Do you want tattoos? Go. Yes. Probably. Possibly. I just can't no. decide. That literally went from confident to not so confident at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll describe my reasoning in a bit. It mo- mostly has to do with placement and appropriate design. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so in case you don't know, we're going to get right into where tattoos come from and a little history on the tools, genres, and so forth. Richard, take it away. Okay. So, as far as the history associated with um, tattoos is concerned, they uh, archaeologically have found (laughs) um, tools that are at least 12,000 years old that were used for tattooing. Um, And the oldest recorded case that they found is this guy named Otzi, who... Uh, was a mummy heavily tattooed that they found. Um, he was found in 1991 between the Austrian and Italian borders, and he's believed to have lived between 3400 and 3100 BCE. Um, he's important because actually they didn't know how old tattooing was on people before, and so um, yeah, he that mummy proved that it was around for much longer than they thought it was that's really cool is this uh the frozen man yes okay yes the ice man (laughs) the ice man uh yeah when he was when otzi was found uh was found with 61 individual tattoos um all were very minimalistic all black in color 
and uh, they were made from carbon, so like soot or oh. like you know coal things like yeah. that. Um, which is interesting considering most of the modern tattoos now are made with ink. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, actually, it's like the uh, I was reading about the Egyptians, um, how they used to tattoo or how they tattooed, um, and they took it just said like black color. But it said that black color could come from coal or um, ash or like when you burn up wood, it turns yeah. black. And then they take the uh, a woman's breast milk and mix it together. And then they like, then they tap it into you. Which, I was like, wow. It actually makes more sense that they would use like breast milk. Uh uh, from what I was reading, actually, Egyptians were also tattooing for medicinal purposes. Huh. So it makes sense that they would use that for for them. They had a lot of different uh, types of medicines and other things like that using either breast milk or, you know, a bunch of different things. Uh, however, um, one of the most ancient forms of tattooing was practiced by the Austronesian people, which is covers more or less... A lot of the islands, island areas, there's like Taiwan, Oceania, um, the Pacific Islands, mm-hmm. um, Samoa, things like that. Um, and their technique was by using um, a small mallet and a piercing implement made from citrus thorns, fish bone, bone, and oyster shells. And it's kind of, it, if you are familiar with like the Maori tribe, it's it's what you've seen as like very tribal um traditional tattooing yeah. there's it's almost like it looks like a rake with like three different prongs on it oh no and then they hammer it on on the place where you're gonna get tattooed yeah um, uh, what's interesting about that too is like um there's kind of been a bit of a cultural phenomenon where people are going back to that even people who aren't tied to those like polynesian austronesian roots um like the traditional tattooing styles like that um i think it's called like hand prodded or hand pricked tattooing or something um people are going back to that style is like kind of a connection with the past or like having a more significant meaning to their tattoo because it's more involved pretty interesting cool yeah yeah yeah. i know for also like a modern reason that they do go back to it is because it is said to be also one of the most painful ways to get a tattoo and so people want to experience that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Because literally you're just taking, like I said, like three sharp objects and hammering them into the back or wherever you're getting your tattoo over and over and over and over again. Well, and so, I mean, like, like Corey said, it's like it's a it's that root to the past, but also the root and the technique. So you can actually feel what your your ancestors felt. Instead of just going, well, I'm going to get that image that they had. It's like you could also feel exactly what they went through to get that image. So um, there are a ton of different cultural differences. Obviously, we kind of went over the um, Austronesian people. Those are like tribal oriented or like culture oriented. Um, But um, in Greece and Rome and even kind of through more modernization, it was actually more common to uh, for tattoos to be used on criminals, uh, slaves, and prisoners of war mm. um, as identifying marks, either as punishment or just to make sure that they're identified in some way. Even in China, they did that as well. Um, 
Uh, but as we kind of already pointed out in Egypt and in Syria, they were uh, a lot more decorative. Mm. And we already said that in Egypt, they were used for medicinal purposes as yeah. well. It, it It's a little bit of a, it depends on the tattooing, obviously, but it's a, it's a little tamer version of getting branded. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and from the um, Chinese side of things, actually that's, Kind of how it actually uh, moved over into Japan as well. Um, they did similar things where it started out as prisoners, but then became a lot more decorative and then went back into the criminal yeah. aspect. They kind of went through a roller coaster in Japanese culture of where and how tattoos were placed and kind of the significance of them. Yeah, and you actually see still see that in movies today where people get tattooed with numbers if they're a prisoner, mm-hmm. a very, very basic version of t- making a tattoo. I'm just going, hey, you're 123. That's go away. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, uh, that had kind of, that sort of criminal mocking kind of continued through predominantly up until like the early 1900s. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. So, um, as far as European culture was concerned, when Christianity was on the rise, Tattooing was considered barbaric and slowly faded in Europe um, until uh, transoceanic travel started. And obviously, with transoceanic travels, being that it was a lot bigger in Polynesian and, and island culture, those that traveled to those islands then partook in that ceremony <laughs> of the tattooing. That's cool. <laughs> and so sailors were the ones who kind of uptook the tattoo uh, tradition. And so then it then started to spread around the globe that way. Mm -hmm. And um, also at the time, because it was also ridiculously expensive in more modernized cultures to get tattooed, it was then reserved for the upper class as a sign of like, look at look at what I spent my money on and blah, (laughs) blah, blah. Um, but then as it became popularized and stuff like that, it, it started to it became cheaper and then started to move its way down to the lower class. And then more or less became that aspect of, oh, well, you're dirty, so you're going to get your tattoos and uh, yeah. you're, you're beneath us, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, a important date in uh, tattooing was in 1891, a man by the name of Samuel O'Reilly, he patented the first tattoo machine, and it was actually based on Edison's electric pen machine. Mm-hmm. Um. And then in the 1960s, the hippie movement caused tattoos to slowly enter the mainstream, changing from deviant behavior to acceptable form of self-expression. And that's a lot where kind of the artistry of tattoos changed a lot into kind of what we know as modern tattooing. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you both feel about tattoos while you were growing up? Um, so- when I was growing up, um, my, my dad actually has a tattoo. He has a um, a three-headed Pegasus on his right shoulder. That's cool. Um, so I, it seemed normal to me, but it was one thing as a kid because my mom didn't exactly like tattoos where she was like, you'll never get a tattoo. You're not allowed. You'll be a good boy. So I was kind of like, ooh, <laughs> tattoos bad. Yeah. Well, you, Richard? I know for me, uh, in the 90s, it was kind of like a bad boy get tattoo motorcycle gang whatever tattoo thing so for me i didn't really associate with with any of that um 
But then as I kind of grew older and stuff like that, it, it definitely became more about the artistry and the design, things mm-hmm. like that. So it came more acceptable. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Funny, funny that brothers think alike. Uh, is that, like, my biggest thing was, like, I always associated tattoos with, like, kind of bigger thuggish people, like, who drove motorcycles, like the Harley Davidson-esque people. Um, or just, like, bigger, huge dudes, like, big swole dudes who would, like, have a bunch of tattoos. Or, you know, punk people who would be, like, going to crazy concerts that would be tattooed, you know, with the gauges in the ears, you know, like, crazy hairstyles, you know, obviously colored in some way in their hair. And, and like, I would always be like, whoa, that's a little much. That's a little much. I don't you know, know if I want to be associated with that. <laughs> you know what's really funny, though, is that growing up even as a kid i learned to judge my barber that i would go to to get my hair cut on how many tattoos they had if <laughs> if there was a barber that didn't have tattoos i wasn't gonna trust that haircut like every good barber i've ever had has had like a full arm sleeve and then probably has earrings of some kind like it's <laughs> it's pretty well, funny that's actually funny because th- that's also my gauge, like, especially when I was younger. Not anymore today because, like, tattoos are cool. Uh, but, like, as a younger, my gauge for, like, how, e- how how nervous I should be around somebody was, like, how crazy were their tattoos. If, like, somebody had, like, spaced out tattoos across their arm and it wasn't, like, a full sleeve, like, where it was, like, the tattoos get lost in all of, like, the craziness crazy on their arm, designs. I'd be like... Okay, maybe I'm not going to be around you. But if they had, like, tattoos scattered around them, you know, like, you know, a couple on their arm, you know, they have, like, an ankle and an arm or a leg one, I'd be like, okay, I, I you know, like, you might be pretty cool. As, as since I've grown up, I've been like, okay, if you got really cool tattoos, I'm like, you're probably really awesome because punk people are super cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. And what Richard was talking about actually gets me, like, pretty deep into, like, where the tools come from. Um, because since that, um, we'll get into, like, the most modern-day te- uh, modern tech. But it started off, I think, Richard, you were talking about the earliest um, tattoo tool that they found was dated back to 3000 BC. Or it was really old. It was found yeah. in archaeologists. Yeah. Um. Which was basically what you're describing, very similar to the Maori, is like there was a sticky part and there was a handle. And then they used the sticky, the, the, the sharp part to stab somebody. And then they put the ink in that way. Uh, and the tools were actually made of, they found like some wide flat needles and then bronze instruments. And like, well, this kind of looks like tattoo stuff. So they kind of assumed it, but there was nothing quite about the instruments that like shouted, I'm a tattoo instrument. Um, we have the, um, I'm picking specifically for the Maori people of New Zealand that use bone chisels to carve designs in the flesh, which Richard was talking about. Um, in these tattoo designs, they usually require two people and they use that rake like tool um, that Richard was talking about to hold the ink. And then they use a hammer to puncture the skin. And the assistant was there to hold the skin tight so that the design doesn't get messed up. Ah, we go over. Yeah, go ahead. Really important considering um, the, like, most important tattoos in Maori culture are the, uh, um, 
the tamoko the ones that are on the face so like mm. having flat skin there is very important because like that skin any guy who shaves knows that like the skin around your mouth moves like a surprising amount so, yes it does yeah <laughs> you have to be real careful with that yeah that's why shaving's hard yeah <laughs> um we we fly over to the thai people and their tattoos uh tattoo tools were made from quill-like bamboo needles. So I was like, oh, a little bit like better for the environment. You just throw the tools out of the wilderness. Yeah. Like, you know. They biodegrade. <laughs> yeah, biodegrade. Uh, they split them in two, and they're razor sharp. They range from about like 6 to 12 inches in length, um, which, you know, it's pretty simple. Like a lot of these tools is like sharp thing, stab. Uh, <laughs> and then the significance for tie tattoos is that the placement of the body uh, it, the the placement of the body is what's most important. So where they put it, um, if it's closer to the head, where the soul is thought to reside, um, it has greater power. And this kind of reverts back to my my very limited understand uh, of the other word for tattoo is tatau, is that tattoos bring significance and bring power of whatever is tattooed upon you. Mm. Um. And this is this gets me into um the it's a long standing tradition and for Thailand soldiers for them to take on protective tattoos um called the Sakyant. I'm gonna totally butcher that. Uh the belief in their powers as charms is so great that it is commonly believed by the right uh that the right tattoo by the best tattoo master can stop bullets. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. So um there's a couple games I've played out there that have been like yeah, you put, you get more tattoos the more powerful you are in this game, and like like oh, very very loose version of yeah. like how it's used in the modern day. Um, we have a Japanese tattoo art of tabori, which is tattooing by hand, so no machines. Um, a row of needles are adhered to a wo- uh, to wood or a metal handle, and then that is what's used to tattoo the skin. Um, the constant motion of moving the hand, holding the handle, creates the tattoo design. Um, unlike modern day machines, the master performs the tattoo in an ongoing rhythm instead of doing a, a line and stopping a line and stopping, which is a uh, very similar to what tattoo artists do today is they do the line, stop, wipe away, do another line, stop, wipe away. So they're constantly looking at what they're creating. Um, from these, all these different tattoo tools, we get into the one that was made by Thomas Edison, the electric pen. Uh, which then Samuel O'Reilly took and then made into an actual tattooing device from Edison's Blueprints. And then today, um, made by Charlie Wagner, is what's called the Dual Coil Reciprocating Engraver, which is made for tattooing specifically. Yeah, so funnily enough, the Thomas Edison um, invention was basically supposed to be like an auto writer yeah (laughs) it was just supposed to basically be like here's an auto pen that will just write things for you and then that guy basically just tacked an inkwell on it said no this can be used for tattoos and it's a rotary machine literally a motor just causes the needle to go up and down Mm -hmm. and cause the ink to inject now the main difference is and what i found interesting is that modern day tattooing machines actually use electromagnets to cause the needles to move up and down which in terms of tattooing gives them a lot more um, control mm-hmm. over not only the speed, but how deep the needle can go. Like, apparently they can set these things really, really um, fine-tuned so that way the designs come out better. 
Yeah, and they all can they also can use one needle or multiple needles to make it either a really skinny line or multiple lines. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or, or a thicker line, sorry. I was gonna ask by uh you guys saying the dual coil, I was wondering whether the first thing that popped in my head was like so the Thomas Edison one was a single stroke motor and then the new one is like a dual stroke motor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, crazily enough, they actually can have I think it's like quadruple coil like they have they can have multiple coils and i think it has to do with how many needles and how many actual electromagnets are on the thing to determine that there was actually a further design upgrade which i guess did not take as well for tattooing machines um someone in the year 2000 came up with a pneumatic uh tattooing machine as well okay yeah which literally just used compressed air to take care of the the needle aspect but the the main reason for that is because the machine itself for the pneumatic tattoos um, was very very easy to clean. It was small, and you could take the thing apart really easily and put the entire thing in a cleansing, uh, uh, you know, cleanser so it can get cleaned. Yeah. Um, which these machines, the coil machines, and other things that are not as easy to clean. No. You have to do the needles <laughs> yeah. separately, and everything else has to. I would be imagine separate. the pneumatic one would be very loud. The yeah, well, and that was part of the issue is I guess the control isn't as, as high as the coil machines and the fact that it, I guess, the pneumatic aspect of it just just is not as friendly to tattooers as the coil is. Makes sense. But yeah, I bet you there's people out there who are really good with it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And that was the thing. It's like it's cheaper to make. It's easier to clean. Like overall, it made sense for design efficiency, but it just didn't artistically make as much yeah. sense. Um, as we've been saying, with the different types of tools, you have different types of styles. And if you've never really delved into tattooing in the first place, you might not know, especially if you've seen like Corey, uh, like Corey was talking about, like long sleeves down people's arms. You might not know that there's different types of styles of tattooing out there. You might just be like, it's a mess. Everything's a mess. And it's, a, it's just a bunch of you know, push together, you know, clip art that people are using on their arms. And there's actually a v- wide variety of styles, some of them more popular than others, um, because many tattoo artists have go-to things that people want to go, will come in, get really quick, and then get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like clip art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we're going to quickly just run down um, these styles and tell you a brief description if it's not already obvious from the title of it. Uh, the first one is old school or American traditional. Um, this is a style that popped up in America like what 1940s, 50s. It was something like that. Yeah, I don't remember when yeah, it already was around, but yeah. Um, and yeah, as Richard said, it, it's traditionally a Ed Hardy or Sailor Jerry style. Um, from my expertise of watching Ink Master, <laughs> I know that the uh, the outline is really important on these. Um, they're usually a really thick black outline on these kind of tattoos, uh, followed with um, really basic lettering. They're uh, limited color palette, and they're really there to emblazon one image that's of simple design. So you're not going to ever have like a traditional tattoo that's wild and crazy and has all these beats bits in it and it's very colorful. American traditional is, you know, like the flag or American eagle or a heart. Yeah, heart with with text on it. Yeah, very simple designs. 
very vibrant colors though where color is used like you you yeah. see a lot of like really bright yellows really rich reds mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that and uh if you guys don't mind um i i believe that this style actually expanded a lot from sailor tattoos yeah um, so yeah i can touch on that quickly yeah Go ahead. um so um there are a lot of really famous sailor tattoos that um had kind of inspired this particular american traditional tattoo style to form um and a lot of these sailor tattoos actually have meaning behind them a lot of people are very used to seeing um tattoos like swallows or anchor but they don't realize that um sailors would actually have to do specific things to earn these tattoos they want something that like nowadays you can just be like yeah i want that tattoo um they would actually have to do something to deserve having that put on themselves um so uh a big one an old school one would be the fully rigged ship um so you guys know like um the sailing boats with like at least three masts um, and they have all their sails up and stuff like that. Um, that is normally a really big, big tattoo. Um, and it's such an important one because it would actually show that a sailor has sailed around Cape Horn, um, which is like the super rough stormy waters on the very southern tip of South America. So um, that's like a big deal for them. And a lot of sailors would get that as, like, a big tattoo across their back. That's um, pretty cool. Another one is uh, a star. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's the star where it alternates the black and the white color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a gilded star? As it goes around. Uh, yeah. Um, gilded star, nautical yeah. star. Um, and it's a star to... represent the compass road obviously very very important for sailors because it's how they you know didn't get lost at sea so by having the nautical stuff on them um a veg vizier from norse or icelandic mm. culture um is the t a turtle or a shellback turtle um and a sailor would earn their shellback turtle if they cross the equator so um that was to say that you got initiated into king neptune's court <laughs> and um there were actually a couple photos i found where sailors were dressed up as king neptune uh as they were tattooing onto one of the sailors <laughs> so that was pretty really funny good. um the other big one that's very popular that a lot of people actually still get to this day is uh swallows you know how they'll have a swallow on the chest or a swallow on either side of the chest um you would get a single swallow for each 5,000 nautical miles you've traveled Woo. yeah as long as um, they're unladened, <laughs> unladened <swallow. laughs> um another one is the anchor and that means you've crossed the atlantic um and then a rope on the wrist is another popular one that shows that you've been a deckhand. So you're someone who maintains the ship or you are in charge of like the smaller vessels. Um, it's very similar to American traditional where it's like 
basic image it means something yeah <laughs> yeah and uh that's why i was saying like american traditional tattoo culture i feel like has has spawned a lot from sailor tattoo culture mm-hmm. um which obviously has its roots in being inspired by polynesian culture which kind of makes sense because with polynesian culture that all the tattoos that you get um mean something about you your family or um uh, animals that you want to embody in your life. Um, and then another one is the hold fast across the knuckles. Um, that was kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of been more inspired nowadays with kind of thug culture or um, uh, less you, savory you, people. Is you you mean like just lettering across the knuckles? Right. It just knuckles, specifically yeah. says hold fast in this case. Yeah. So in this okay. one, it says hold fast across the knuckles. And that was meant to um, help them have good luck on holding the rigging in a storm. So they wouldn't let go of the rope. Well, it went from a thuggish idea to be like, hey, don't die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what I thought along those lines that was very funny, too, is a pig and a rooster tattooed on the feet. So um, what's funny is that pigs and roosters were stored on ships in wooden crates. And a lot of the time in the event of a shipwreck, only the pigs and the roosters would be found alive. The sailors would die, but the pigs and roosters would be floating in their crates. So they thought by tattooing a pig and a rooster on your feet, you wouldn't drown at sea. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's really cool. Superstitious. There are definitely a lot more sailor tattoos, but I think those are the the main, main ones, ones that I want yeah. to touch on. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's really funny. Um, and funnily enough, uh, expanding off from that, you have what it could be completely the opposite of these tattoos is photorealism. Yeah. Um, or photorealistic. Photorealism and photorealism very similar ideas. Uh, basically, where you you take a picture of something and you get exactly that on your skin. It should look like a photo or like the real object is on your body. I think from that standpoint, from what I, I'm more familiar with, photorealist, photorealistic tattoos are also the ones that can go wrong the quickest. Yes. Because you're... Well, it really pushes the artistic talent of the uh, tattoo artist. So. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it needs everything in it. Yeah. Like you all the detail, yeah. all the shading, everything else like that. Yeah. And again, I don't know why I keep bouncing back and forth between opposites, but be, the opposite of this one is uh, black work which is, or black and gray. They're very similar ideas, um, which is just getting a tattoo done in black and maybe filling in the shading with uh, tones of black. Yeah, and usually from what I've seen also, the, the black work ones are... Uh, can be more um, dramatic in design or very simple. It's yeah. not It's not a stylistic thing. It's literally just specifically the colors that are used. They call them black work or black and gray. Yeah. Um, again, bouncing away from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why our list is written in opposites. That's just the way it was written. Um, we have color or watercolor. Those are actually two different ones. Yes. Um, to get a color tattoo is simply to have a tattoo with color in it, mm-hmm. um, which kind of gives the the tattoo artist you know free reign to do what they want with it watercolor is a is a specific design choice 
where you're lacking more outlines, but it's dictate. It's just like a watercolor painting. Yep. Um, we have tribal tattoos, which we already talked about. Uh, which literally, that's the funny thing is, is the uh, the first one that we talked about, old school or American traditional. I also had a traditional tattoo as the other name for it. Yeah. But literally, the original traditional type is tribal tattoo. Yeah. Because that was like one of the first and more <laughs> most common in terms of traditional tattooing. Yeah. Um, I would say that tribal is definitely one of the mo- one of the more popular tattoos you see because. If you go into, without getting it done in the, the original style, with getting hammers and needles in you, um, they're very easy for a modern-day tattoo machine to do. Um, I don't know about tattoo artists, because that depends on who you go to, to be honest. But because a lot of them, kind of like a, um, well, that's a cultural tattoo, but like Celtic de- designs, is it's just a lot of line, line work. Mm-hmm. So you're not really adding more than that. So it does, as long as they... Tattoo artist you're doing has good line work. They'll be able to get this tattoo out. Yeah, because it is a lot of uh, basic shapes and other things yeah. like that that are created into bigger designs. Which did actually, guys... yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, did you guys want me to expand upon the uh, the traditional tattoos sure. a little bit sure more? Ahead, buddy. Go ahead, go yeah. buddy. Yeah. Um. So, like, I mentioned to you guys earlier, um, the face tattoos for. Oh. New Zealand, New Zealand natives or Maori, um, actually had a different name, uh, and it's called Tomoko. Um, and the reason for that is because the Tomoko are reserved as tattoos purely for the face, which I don't know if other cultures are really outside of Polynesian stuff are really famous for that, like face tattoos. Um, mm. Can you guys think of anything? No, um, I can't be specific with it, but I did read about um, certain tattoos being applied only to the head or face, and depending, it was, but I can't place what culture I was reading about. Oh, that's right. You said Thai. Yeah. Thai culture. And um, actually, similar to that, the whole reason why Tomoko uh, um, exclusively for the face is like the Thai, they believe that your head is holy. Um, and it's the most important part of the body. So any tattoos that are placed there are going to be the most significant out of the tattoos that you can get. Um, and a lot of the time in Maori culture, uh, the tattoos or the tomoko that you had would signify important parts of your life. Um, so uh, when you see tomoko, um a lot of the lines you have, you'll see really like big lines that sort of encompass a lot of the face. And then you'll see smaller lines that branch off of the bigger lines and kind of create spirals or different shapes. Um, and that was very important because uh, the manawa are the big lines. And those represent your heart and your life and your journey and stuff to do with you and your time on Earth. And then uh, the smaller lines were called korus, and the korus are supposed to represent the branches of your life, so the people you meet, the groups you form, and korus are based off the uh, small shoots that form on uh, fern leaves that are native oh. to New Zealand. So you can see the cultural significance of bringing in, like, yes, uh, Polynesian tattoo style was brought to the Maori uh, with Captain James Cook. And then 
they kind of interpreted their own style and their own native flora into inspiring that. Um, and then you would have um, in between the Manoa and the Koru, you would have uh, filled in patterns that would uh, show some sort of significance as to what's important to you or um, stuff about family. So let's say uh, you were a fisherman or something, you would you could get in between your koru and your manoa uh, uh, something called a taratarake, uh, which essentially looks like whale teeth. Um, or you would get a ununahi, uh, which is like fish scales, and that represents abundance and health. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very interesting to see um, that with this tattoo in particular and tribal tattoos in general, that it's not just the tattoo as a whole image, it's actually the tattoo signifies multiple different things uh, coming together to create one image. So it's actually a multitude of images that are important and tell a story. I also like that it's more interpretive as opposed to sailor tattoos or literally literal meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is a thing. Whereas uh, the, the tribal tattoos are more like, this is the story that I want to tell you. This is the life that I've lived. Hmm. What yeah. a wonderful, what a wonderful tattooing style. And What's probably it? that's, that might be why people are going back to the original styles of doing it today. I yeah. mean, it, I have to assume it makes a lot more sense because, uh, especially with how uh new school tattoos are mm -hmm. they're a lot more flair oh, they're yeah. very cartoonish wacky yeah. things like that versus if you want to have more of a personal or interpretive meaning to your tattoo it only makes sense to go the more traditional yeah. route well that's like the new tattoos, new school tattoos are like getting everywhere now but i mean they're so wild in dimensions and what you can get is like they can look really cool but they also are wild tattoos so but well, and i you have to like they that range style. well and then obviously they're very much pop culture references yeah. and things like that so there i feel like there's less meaning more i like this thing yeah um <laughs> and then we have like stuff like cultural tattoos like i said uh uh, tradition, Japanese traditional, uh, Chicano, um, uh, I would say Celtics under there. Yeah. Um, and so there's also a lot of like religious symbols that have to do with cultural stuff. You know, like you see somebody with the Japanese dragon, like across their back, um, um, or a religious cross, you know, like they're all cultural things of that personal, either that person is, feels like they're tied to it. Or they feel like it, it, it's a heavy influence on their background. Or well, it, and then oh, it's also like protection too, right? Like yeah. um, you were mentioning in the Thai thing, so like having a cross on you might help you signify that you have, you know, uh, Christ's protection. Or having a dragon would signify that you know the the ability of like rising or having power and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and. Funnily enough, that actually kind of goes into one of the other styles, which we talked about watercolor before. That's literally an artistic style that's then interpreted into tattoo. They do neo-traditional as well, which kind of bleeds over into the the artistic style of the tattoo rather than what's on the tattoo. Um, but that actually 
is heavily influenced in Chicano as well. They usually do very Renaissance oriented um, styles, but with Chicano imagery. Um, the cross is a really big one or um, uh, what was it? Lady Madonna mm-hmm. or um, even like Dia de los Muertos stuff. Like a lot of that is very common imagery, but it's done in the art style of like Art Nouveau or Art Deco, like classical yeah. mm-hmm. um, art. Um, I put a few of my favorite ones at the end. Uh, biomechanical is such a is such a unique idea for tattooing because tattoos are placed on the body. So just to do like a biomechanical art project and put it on some canvas doesn't have the same like doesn't have the same impact of seeing somebody whose chest is ripped open and like you see like instead of a heart. There's like gears and things moving instead of the organ that would be there, so I really like <laughs> biomechanical tattoos. They're a, sometimes they can be a bit graphic, jarring, yeah. yeah, or a little jarring. But if they're done really well, they look amazing. Uh, yeah, like stonework, which just looks like someone etched a tattoo into your body. Um, geometric, which is kind of like Celtic, like, but instead of having shapes that have a meaning already you just take a bunch of shapes and make art out of the shapes themselves and then i would say like one of the most popular tattoos out there is horror Corey. <laughs> Corey, talk about your your tattoo artist that you like oh yeah yeah um so like one of the my favorite tattoo artist is this uh, Korean lady, and she does like very Ito Junji style, like horror tattoo art, where it's like uh, malformed faces, or like it's all very like um, clean black work ink, but it's done in a way where it's like very twisted forms. Um, it it uses a lot of Japanese and Korea cult uh, cultural sort of. Uh, I want to think of the word it's escaping me but uh, things folklore so like you'll have um, the is it Yana masks what, sure what is, I, I forget the exact name for it but it's the mask um, that looks like an Oni's face um, and traditionally that's tied to women and like the wrath of a woman so <laughs> They'll have those masks on and them doing something creepy like stabbing someone or stuff like that. It's it's really interesting. One of my favorite tattoos that she does is literally it is a mermaid cut up and laid out on a sashimi platter. Oh, that's very cool. So, yeah, the 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 horror ones I feel like can be depending on the artist very disturbing or very cool like depending on what the what the content is yeah oh and i would also say that probably the reason why they're so popular is like i feel like tattooing kind of lends itself a little bit to the horror aspect of like you're you're getting it's already kind of a terrifying prospect to have somebody putting a needle in and out of you over and over again and so it kind of just lends itself to doing like horrific imagery um, also, because a lot of horror tattoos, where well, you can add color, like black and gray, also gives it a nice look to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very, very good contrast. Yeah, I could imagine that. Uh, well, I wanted to go through. Go ahead, Corey. Sorry. Oh, 
Right. Corey's on Discord if you don't know that already. Um, like the whole aspect of like wanting to get something horrific tattoo tattooed on you makes sense too because a lot of the whole history of tattoos was that you would get something like the number 13 or a skull tattooed on you to prove that you were greater than death or you weren't afraid of death. You would get something scary on you to show that you weren't afraid of it. Yeah. Um if you're an anime fan, uh there there's a there's a good uh there's a good part in Naruto where it's like someone gets a tattoo on their forehead and then when they die, like the tattoo binds them. And so in theory, like there's a lot of tattoos out there that are in similar fashion, you know, someone gets tattooed to bind the demon t- to themselves or, you know, banish demons away from their body. Um there's a lot of interesting tattoos out there. And there's also a process out there to get rid of your horrific tattoos. Maybe, maybe you got a horrific imagery, like a horrific image, like Corey was talking about, and then realize that maybe your significant other didn't like it, and now you don't like it for some reason. Uh, or maybe you're trying to get a job, and they're like, "You're gross. You're covered in tattoos. You can't have this job." And you're like, "Well, I'm not gross. These tattoos are cool, but I understand what you're talking about." Um, or maybe you're covered head to toe with um music sucks and then you want a music teaching job or you want to, like um <laughs> he's you know, not speaking from experience i'm not speaking from experience um and there's a, there's all these situations that can come up where you might want to get a tattoo removed i feel like number one in my head right now is like you get a girlfriend's name or boyfriend's name on you and then you break up with that person and you don't want that name on on you anymore yes and so this is where the great art of tattoo tattoo removal so i'm actually going to start with the oldest known one that, uh, Corey, before we started, notice I put a big, bold don't next to it. Uh, because this is a horrific thing to do to your body. Uh, it's called salabrasion. It's a centuries-old technique that uses salt solution and abrasion, which is rubbing, um, that, that sometimes people feel like, maybe I'll do that today. Sounds terrible. Um, and basically what's going to happen is the doctor's going to apply a local anesthetic on and around the tattoo followed by a solution of ordinary tap water dipped in table salt. And then an abrading apparatus, such as the one used in dermabrasion, which I'll get to, um, or a simple block wrapped in gauze is used to vigorously rub the area. And then when it becomes red, your doctor applies a dressing. This is done multiple times where they just rub your skin away um, until with, with a salt solution, no less. So basically what it does is it the salt itself is scraping off the skin and getting deep into your skin to get rid of the tattoo. It sounds awful. That sounds, sounds like a very homebrew kind of solution to a tattoo. Yeah. And I, oh. this is also the oldest, uh, from what I read, the oldest form of tattoo removal out there. We have something a little newer called dermbrasion, which is sanding the skin with an abrasion device, which also sounds horrible. First, your doctor will spray a small portion of the tattoo with a solution that freezes the area. So instead of numbing, they completely freeze it. And then they, like, use, like, a sand blower to just sand off the tattoo, uh, which eventually causes your skin to peel. Um, And then you peel back layers until the tattoo is gone. Now, from the pictures I saw, and there is pictures, the celebration looks terrible and, like, your skin looks completely awful because it's being rubbed to death. This one actually didn't look too bad because I feel, um, not exactly, I haven't seen it, but 
it looks like they can be a little bit more accurate with getting rid of the tattoo. And it looks like what was left over was like an outline of what the tattoo was. So I was like, okay, I can imagine this being a little better for you. They both uh, sound equally horrific in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sandblast the tattoo off. Anyone of who's taken part in like some sort of cons- construction uh, course or like some sort of like woodworking course knows how much sandpaper hurts. And yeah. all of that sounds like you're sandpapering your skin. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. Uh, we have one that is called scarification, which is basically scarring the tattoo to get rid of it. Um, they use an acid solution to remove the tattoo, leaving a scar in its place. And then using, they can also use a scratching or etching, burning slash branding to remove or cover that tattoo. If I'm not mistaken, uh, scarification is also used in a lot of, uh, tribes as a kind of like almost replacement to tattoos. Yes. And that's kind of what I, what I saw in the description of what scarification was. It looked not great. But it does. It they do use it to add to tattoos, tattoos, uh, or like change them in a way. Mm. Um, Now we get into the ones that are like, okay, these sound easier. the The first one, which is a modern day process, is to surgically remove the tattoo. Now this sounds awful already, but it's a surgery, so you know, surgery. They just take off the skin and then sew it back together. You know, easy. Um, obviously, he's going to leave a scar unless you have the you know a really good surgeon at work. Um, yeah. We have laser removal, which actually does leave it leaves like this like bumpy like smooth part of your skin where the tattoo was because you're basically having multiple laser burns on your body. Um, which they use a variety of lasers. Uh, I could get into it, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> to basically burn the ink out of your skin. It doesn't burn your skin off. It just burn it burns the, the ink itself. Um, and I'll tell you that colored tattoos are harder to remove than typical black and gray because they have to use a different laser per the color of the ink. Interesting. I have heard that, um, (laughs) that the laser removal is significantly worse to the act of actually getting the tattoo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, for for everybody, all of these have lots of pain associated with them, except for I guess the surgery removal because it's you know you're, you're out. probably under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of pain. Now here here's the the number one which we'll talk about in a future episode is called cover ups. There's a whole genre of tattoos dedicated specifically to cover ups because they are a specific kind of tattoo that you just gotta do with what you're dealt with. Um, a color, a uh, color up. A cover up is using a color and technique to hide an old tattoo with a new tattoo, or just having somebody go in and finish or recolor or reline a uh, a blown out tattoo or a tattoo that was unfinished. A blown out t- tattoo is a tattoo that's faded with time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have that touched up, or you can just you know get something over it. And a blown out tattoo is actually. A little easier to cover up than a new tattoo. So if you're gonna if you get a new tattoo and don't like it, you're gonna have to wait a while before you get that thing redone. Um, and what I like what I like about it was the little article I found about it was like make sure an experienced artist does this for you, because if you get a cover up done badly, the old tattoo will shine through this new tattoo you oh. get, and so it'll just make the overall image worse. <laughs> Um, 
And actually, I really like uh, seeing cover-ups because sometimes you you see them and it's like, oh, well, I got like five stars down my down my back, or you know, I have just Goku's hair and nothing else, or I have a picture of my brother, but he looks like a troll. And so, like, you know, people are like, yeah, it was a good idea at the time, and then it was a bad idea. Or you have those. Tattoo artists who are like, yeah, I'll tattoo a drunk person. Why not? And they'll tell me what to get and then wake up the next day and they have a tramp stamp or something like that. And they're like, I'm not happy with this. So there's a plenty of reason to get a cover up. And they are probably the least painful way to get a tattoo, um, quote unquote, removed. removed. <laughs> um, and let's, uh, before we get to Richard's fun facts, um, <laughs> what kind of tattoo do y'all want? So I, uh, I'll, I'll start. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to, the main one that I want actually is going to be like on my forearm. I want a D20 um, with an overlay of uh, Triforce. It's kind of, yeah. basically it's an out, like it would be less color. The D20 would be more or less the outlines of, of the D20. And then, uh, superimposed on top of that would be the the Triforce with one the wisdom portion of the Triforce uh, Ooh. colored. Are you scared of the pain? No. Okay. I cool. get it on my forearm, so it's it's a little bit more meaty, less tingly. Yeah. More nerves equals more pain. Right. Corey. <laughs> cool. Um, I've kind of been on and off about like tattoos in general for a very long time, but there have been very there being two in particular that I know that I want. It's just a matter of nailing down the commitment to it and the location for them. So the first one that I've wanted for a long time is the Brand of Sacrifice from the manga Berserk, um, which I like a lot. And then the second one is a tattoo of Yormungandr, which is the world-eating serpent uh, in Norse mythology. So that's um, a lot of the time it will be done as like an infinity symbol of a snake eating its own tail. And then other times, um, which I'm a little more fond of, is literally it's just a circle of a serpent eating its own tail. The Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah, also known as an Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Um, yeah. Are you scared of the pain? Um, I wouldn't say scared. It's more of a fact that I haven't had it before, so I don't know what the pain is like. So I'm apprehensive about the pain, but it's more of the fact that I haven't committed about a location that I will be confident I'll be happy with for the rest of my mm. life. That yeah, that's kind of the the number one thing as to why I have not gotten one yet. Yeah. Um, me personally, I really haven't put too much effort into really thinking of a good idea. Um, I've dabbled around with like getting an X-Wing with my favorite uh, company that I watch all their videos from as a logo on the side of it. And then it flying out of like the headquarters of something else I like, um, <laughs> which would be a very detailed tattoo that I don't know if I really want to go all the way with. Um, I've seen some other cool tattoos, uh, where, um, like the Death Star shooting its laser beam at Goku, who's shooting his beam back up at it. And I was like, that's really cool. Um, very involved. Yeah. It's super involved. And like all, a lot of my ideas are usually like, 
I don't know if I want to sit for all of that. <laughs> like that's like, why I went simple for mine. Because I figured like on my forearm, just something that's line work and like shading, I I could stand and I could make it smaller or larger so that way it's on like the like not haired portion of my forearm. I f- I figured that would take maybe one sitting and I'd be able to deal with it and as it fades out it would still keep its design yeah and that's my bigger problem with getting big intense work is i don't know what that's going to look like in five ten years and the bigger thing with it is i don't like i like looking at tattoos because there's a lot of really well done work out there but i've never seen that same tattoo that are you know really well done and then seen that in 10 years like how well does it keep up most of the blown out tattoos i've seen are like small little things that you know like celtic tattoos or like a small little sparrow on their shoulder and like in five years that's blown out but it's like it's not that big of a deal yeah, to it just looks faded yeah it just looks faded and that's my bigger thing is like i don't know if i want tattoo in the first place just to have a faded one in five ten years but you know they're really really cool and i've been dabbling around with an idea of one for for a long time my friends were joking after we saw Beer Fest to be like, hey, you want to get your eye tattooed and get the little Hebrew star in your eye? Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, nope, 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 I'm that good. terrible. Yeah, that, that, that it sounds awful. But they can tattoo eyes. So, I mean, like that's yeah. the thing out there. Eyelids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you just, you know, wear contacts. Yeah, you that's, know. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, you want to get some quick fun facts to end our, our day today? Sure. Day today. Um, one is... The world record holder in number of tattoos is Gregory Paul McLaren, whose skin is technically 100% covered with tattoos. And then after him comes Tom Leopard, born in 1934. His skin is covered with tattoos, only 99.9%. That must really suck to be that guy. Yeah, I- I, I have to understand. I have to assume the hundred percent covered is any um, skin that can be potentially tattooed. Like which fingernails? It's yeah. That that's the thing. Is like I don't know if he, I didn't see a picture of the guy, and I I'm sure I've seen a, probably a picture of him before, but I'm sure he's probably bald. He has tattoos literally head to toe, but I'm sure there's also pieces of him that cannot be physically tattooed like under the fingernails no No, you just say green and then they just tattoo you green (laughs) easy um i'll skip that one we already went over laser removal it's the most effective way to uh have um a tattoo removed yeah they just destroy the pigment inside the cells (laughs) yeah um this one was rather interesting if tattoo if you get a tattoo and the ink has metals, there's a rare chance that it will become hot during MRI tests. Yeah, and the the reason why they would have metals if you got tattooed in a way that's not traditional. Um, I've, I only know this from TV, so that's as truthful as TV goes. But it's like if you get prison tattoos, obviously you can't have a tattoo in prison yeah. <laughs> because that's sharp objects, obviously. But, you know, you, life finds a way. Uh, and... <laughs> Um, usually the ink that they would use in prison tattoos is metallic in some way. Um, I think because of where they get the ink from in the first place. Probably. 
Um, yeah. Although, like the the old the old the old thing is like if you get a if you have a metallic tattoo, it just gets ripped out of your body if you have an MRI. Oh yeah, yeah. It, that um, just is a shortcut to scarification. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what a special kind of removal. <laughs> um, today in the United States, at least one fifth of adults has at least one tattoo. And then um, I thought this one was rather interesting too. This man. Um, George C. Riger has special permission from Disney to have tattoos of their copyrighted material, namely Disney characters. He has over 1,000 Disney tattoos, including all 101 Dalmatians. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That was cool. I think it's also crazy that he got permission to get the tattoos because I'm like, that's just not something I associate. It's like art in the first place. I'm like... That's the thing is technically if it's copyrighted material and then you become some sort of big thing, you would have to cover up your tattoo because then it's you're showing off, you know, copyrighted material, which you're not allowed to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Most of these other ones we've actually talked about. Um, Earliest tattoos were made of carbon and ash. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, the that there is one last thing. For those that love tattoos but don't want permanent ones, there are also other forms of tattoos, such as henna tattoos, which uh, generally last. Uh, the The initial is about a week, and then once it the 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 stuff comes off, it's usually about another week, so it's about a two week tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, ballpoint pen, which is literally just writing on yourself, which can last a long time, and then uh, uh, temporary tattoos, yeah. which is just like water soluble sticker that then imprints on your and skin building off of that there are companies out there because this is the modern day that um will give you temporary water the water soluble tattoos as as a way to show off the tattoo that you want so usually you'll you can talk to them about design they'll sketch out the design and uh give you the outline of it you could put it on your body and just see how it looks and they'll send it to your house and um I'm not advertising, but I am. Uh, just in case, like, you're interested in seeing how a tattoo would look first before you actually go to a tattoo artist, which I would always recommend that you really th- sit down and think about what kind of tattoo you want. Unless you just want just tattoos aplenty, then you could do, go do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> then you might end up with a bunch of cover-ups. Yeah. So uh, be careful. Check out your tattoos uh, before you get them. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Richard, for joining me. Yeah. Thanks. I was not expecting this to go as long as, as it did, but, you know, we like talking. We had fun with it, I think. I think yeah. it's interesting that none of us have one yet, but we have enough knowledge about it to talk for, what, 45 minutes? <laughs> Over that. Stuff. Yeah. About an hour. <laughs> about <yeah>. an hour. <laughs> so, uh, like, as always, like, um, we, we're we on all social media at Generally Casual, but if you guys have an interesting tattoo that you would like to show us... Um, and it is safe for work to show us. Uh, go ahead and send that to us so we can have a look. Or Post uh, it on our page. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, and this will be perfect because if you would like it shown off, we can always, in a, our future episodes, we're thinking about um, starting up YouTube and um, getting uh, getting some visuals in here. You can see what our, our long-haired faces look like. Um, that'd be perfect because if you're okay with us showing off your tattoos, we can also put them on that segment and you know, check them out and look at cool tattoos. 
I know none of us would have a problem with that. <laughs> or not so cool tattoos. Yeah. Oh, also show us your worst tattoos. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, it's been a fun talk. And as always, stay inked.